and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. So I'm back, trying to get back into doing more consistent episodes. Once again, I had to do some evaluating, as one must do from time to time. And I received some Patreons, so I realized I need to get a schedule down better again for this whole thing. Plus, these are some weird times, so I've been trying to juggle all of that. So it kind of, I need to do some decompressing to kind of figure it out and kind of organize some more guests. But I also love doing the solo episodes, so stuff like that. But I won't bore you too much with that stuff. Anyway, I've really been evaluating some of my foundational positions to kind of set the stage for the episode. Now, of course, I have my skepticism, my desire to stay curious and continue to be a seeker, but this has led me to try and understand the spiritual experience, as some might have noticed, uh, as kind of the trend of the show has gone, relating back spirituality to meaning and purpose and stuff, and also, of course, throwing in some philosophy. So what, what is that, though? Why do people desire that? Those type of questions around spirituality. And what does that mean for people? And I bring this up because I've done episodes contemplating truth, right? And I think I have, I, th- I think I have a fucking episode named Contemplating Truth. And as humans, I've accepted that we have a limited capacity to comprehend truth. When I refer to truth, I'm saying in this kind of traditional sense of, this is the objective nature of the world, the science, the data, yada, yada, yada. All, you know, it, it's, they, when they say it proves that. So I've done my contemplating around truth and trying to relate these ideas to people's spiritual experiences, right? Because I want to get down to, to that, the root of that, which we will get into today. So try to stick around for this one. My outline I've created is meant to try and uh, kind of bring this discussion full, full circle. So it kind of all makes sense at the end and you're, maybe you'll be kind of wondering throughout, like, what the, where, where is he going with this? That's kind of my hope. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like doing that for episodes. I don't know if it's a good idea. I'm not like a podcasting expert or episode creation expert. It's kind of free flowing, but yeah, and understanding truth. But first, my shout out to my new patrons. I've gotten, you know, I got to start being doing a better job of of, of announcing these. So we have Alexander Lejungstrom. And I have no idea if I pronounced that name right. I am terrible at pronouncing your name, so I apologize to him. I've had a discussion with him. He seems like a great dude. And Alan Tabor. So donations like yours, they really help keep the show going, cover the upkeep, grow, and allow me to spend more time on it because I love doing this stuff and I want to continue making it a kind of focal point part of my life. Also, patrons, of course, get the bonus episode feed. And other ways you can kind of support the show is leave a, new, uh, a review on iTunes, share on social media with your with your friends, with your fam, all that good stuff. Also, check out the Discord and you can raise questions in there and have discussions with some dope people that are part of the squad. And yeah, you, all those links are below and enough of that boring stuff. Let's enter the labyrinth. <laughs> So I want to start by with some kind of <laughs> with some philosophical voodoo. Your way here to to set the stage for this discussion. You have the anti-realist and the empiricist, kind of on the science end of thing. Very much similar terms. Maybe some super heady academics will scoff at that. But from my understanding, 
that shit is the same. They're basically the same to me. The same as in, in they study or investigate the properties of observable objective world via experiments. Science stuff. The good good for many people. These empirical theories are then constrained by the experimental results presented by the observable data from the experience. So let me add a quick clarifier. Stick around for those waiting for, you know, the kind of the more abstract stuff. I know I have a lot of people that like that part of the show. And I want to set the playing field, though, for my thought process around this and where I lead to the more abstract stuff. So you have the realists as well in the science departments here, where they tend to use mathematics to make more speculations about the unobservable world. You know, Isaac Newton, for example, would fall under the realist category, right? So I bring this stuff up because I'm trying to understand my place in all of this, this world. I'm really curious about the these unobserved phenomena. And also what we empirically observe. I'm, I'm curious about that. And then you throw these the mysterious world of spirituality into this complex matrix, some mysticism, where you really start trying to explore the kind of enchanted forest of fairy dust rituals and enchanted forest and the giant mind meld of altered states, you really go, huh, what the fuck is going on here? It just, <laughs> it really like puts a wrench in the entire worldview you hold. And for me, this contemplation process forced me into a state of wonder. And it's a great state to be in. I would recommend it. I, I, I enjoy it. It's like, Although at times you're like, well, I don't really know what my identity is. Your identity becomes just like this curiosity state. But your also identity becomes of like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And that's what I hope for you, the listener, maybe, is like you can hear me present this stuff. And maybe that's the state you want to be in. I'm not saying you should or ought to do. I don't know what's good for you. I don't know what you're experiencing, right? So that's this feeling of wonder really forces you into trying to understand the meaning of that unknown. I hope that makes sense. But let's let's continue on this kind of path here. As you might know, I've recently covered metaphysics on the pod. And I'm not saying you need to know what happened in that episode. I don't my episodes aren't really like building blocks or anything like that. They can be. I think it makes everything make more sense if you listen to every episode. But I try to make it so that everyone can go into each episode and understand what the fuck is going on to some extent. So bring it into the fold of consciousness and the mis- mystery we have around that thing, that conscious experience we have. Everything that we experience is through our conscious experience. That's what we have. That's what we can really rely on is knowing we're conscious. So I guess I kind of have this, I guess that would put me kind of, I I would think it would put me in the anti-realist position around my metaphysics in the sense that it has left me open to these more curious spiritual experiences. And I'll I'll get into why. I'll kind of explain my position. Because it's not, it's not going to be like all woo-woo-y as it might imply by saying that. But a point, now thinking about this, I want to clarify. I want scientists to keep exploring mathematics and creating theories that are beyond the observable. I love that shit. I would be acting way above my pay grade, though, to have a strong opinion about stopping that by any means. And I know some of the profound theories and knowledge that my stuff has brought us. So my monkey brain is way too stupid to make proclamations about that. I will fully admit that. However, I do see a common theme in that many academics agree in my studies and in my understandings in that we are still having a really hard time figuring out the chaos 
that is happening in the grand cosmos. We have we have so much mystery left, so much, which is great for seekers like me, but also really fucking confusing. Okay, settling settling or setting the building blocks though. So we have these theories and models that are created that empirically they they tell us something about the universe. It allows us to observe say, you know, what electrons do. We then make theories around that. So I'm oversimplifying, but you get my, my point, I hope. My, we create models that observe the effect, right? Kind of like this very cause and effect mindset. But this gets into a point with the problem of consciousness itself. So we observe the behavior of the electron, but still, what is an electron? What is that? Maybe to get a bit philosophical, but why do electrons matter in the grand scheme? I know that's kind of a scientific question, Bear with me here. So we create these models that the data has to fit into. But beyond that, we don't have these overarching theories of everything, really, or reliable overarching theories. Not saying we need that, but my point is that it it casts this shadow of doubt upon everything we discover, observe, and understand because we don't have this overarching theory that it all fits into, really. It's all, it's still a mystery, which is great in my opinion. My point is we are having a really tough time as humans getting this one nicely fitting picture of the universe. We actually have a bunch of models that provide us with a bunch of what ifs, right? So like, hey, these models and and, and formulations, they work nicely. We have data backing this up. But what does does this mean? Well, we, we don't know. We don't know exactly what it is all fitting into. We don't know what that data is actually really grasping at. We're kind of creating that ourselves. I'm not really willing to to bet my marbles that, oh, you know, we just need some more models. And then sooner or later, the overarching theory will fall into place. I don't know, man. That that just seems like a large, seems like a really big bet to make. And actually, maybe that's not the point I want to bring up. Think of, think of it this way. Science does a fucking amazing job at what it does. An important job. A necessary job. It creates useful predictions about what we have in the observable world. Theories become successful because they line up with common occurrences or regularities that we find in nature. That is what science is. It's super fascinating. Because what we consistently observe in the natural world is also super interesting. But, 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 the important but is profound spiritual experiences people have what do they mean? I'm going to relate this point, so bear with me. And I bring this this up, this general spirituality, not organized religion, spirituality, because it's tapping into something else, something else beyond the capacity for science. Now, clarify, before I have an angry materialist turn this turn off this episode because they think I'm I'm some new age, wookie, psychedelic hippie little shit stuff. That's about that's about to talk about, you know, elves and DMT aliens and shit. No, I'm saying I'm curious as to why the why people have these spiritual experiences where they perceive things happening in the world in a different way. We add meaning to things in a new way. We we value certain types of knowledge in a different way. I'm not and, and those are done through these profound spiritual experiences people have. And some will say, "Oh, well, they they start believing in things that are unreliable or not true." Sure, maybe, but still, aren't you curious as to why these profound experiences are causing people to do something like that, that you perceive that they're doing? I'm not saying they are real in the materialist purview, 
But damn, what if they are? Maybe they are. What if they're tapping into something? Whether they're tapping into something about the human mind, which the human mind, one thing, one bet I'm willing to make is the human mind is just essential for everything because it's what we see the world through. My point is, these profound spiritual experiences people have, those subjective experiences in their mind, those feelings, they produce perceptions of more intrinsic beliefs about the world. Now, that's, a, that's an important point. They produce per, perceptions of more intrinsic beliefs about the world. Now, it could be the case that they actually are. It could be the case that they're not. The point is that people often come out perceiving that they've tapped into something more intrinsic more foundational, more true than truth itself. That is interesting to me as to why. What does that mean? What is the purpose of that? Why is this a common occurrence as humans? Is this just some barbaric animal instinct that we need to grow out of? Mm, I I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to bet that either, right? They cause profound beliefs in what meaning is, what purpose is, and how we should treat other people. It produces things like ethics, I think. So I hope you're, you're seeing my reason for covering this stuff today around what science is observing. But the point is, is observing what it what is. But it doesn't tap into what people desire and an understanding of the meaning and purpose of those understandings of what is. There's another conversation to be have, be had around what is. And something hit me trying to wrap my head around this. So many atheists take on the position of constantly defending what science is doing, as, as they should. Science is serving a very important task. But many also believe spirituality or religion is this naive or even barbaric practice done by humans. But what I think they fail to recognize is their participation in that spiritual experiences through their own belief system. Think about it. The atheist tends to think they are on this kind of crusade to convince religious people that they they worship a false god. And maybe they do. Probably they do in a lot of cases. But what is the atheist doing? They are tapping into their spirituality by going after something bigger than themselves or what they what they subjectively believe to be bigger than themselves. It's a meaning and purpose they've created for themselves, something something they want to reach out to, something that brings in a profound experience of I am doing this for the sake of truth. The connection I want to make is to spirituality, convincing the religious people that they worship a false god so they then can get closer to the truth. Their spirituality is about this perception of what truth is for them. Now, maybe the atheists are right, right? We always have to admit that with pretty much any position we take, I think that's a healthy thing to do is to contemplate what is this true and what does that do for you? But that's not the point today. I'm not trying to, to get into, does, does God exist or not? Many have heard my opinion on that conversation in general. So I'm pointing out that an atheist who tends to be a strong supporter of science is admitting to the reality of the importance of this spiritual experience. Maybe indirectly, unconsciously, subconsciously, whatever. They are making a leap of faith into trying to find something beyond what is something higher than themselves. They're trying to tap into a meaning and purpose for what they've observed in the world and understand through their mind and in their mind and the knowledge they hold. To me, that's a spiritual path. It's maybe not the one I would want to choose, but it's something there about spirituality being a foundational piece of the human experience. So next building block here. 
I'm hoping I'm threading together here is, is the intention. So at least hoping to. <laughs> so I'm hoping you see that A, science is important for understanding the world. No doubt. Never going to be some new agey bitch that, I shouldn't say bitch, person. Wasn't referring to females, sorry. Some new agey person that thinks they need to start denying science and all the discoveries they have and all that stuff. No, that's not what I'm doing. Science is super important. I will always hold that position. But I also hope to see that B, humans desire something more than what is in the world. We want purpose. We want meaning and a higher calling. That's something I see fucking everywhere. I translate that into the spiritual experience. So if you, if someone has a problem with how I'm defining or understanding spirituality, come at me. But this is the understanding I have and how I understand the, the reason people have or desire spirituality. And that's, to me, what spirituality is. The connection is that through, throughout our pursuit of truth, we desire to know what is going on and what matters. Those seem to remain a constant. And I'm hoping to make this connection because this is something that clicked in my mind, is that we think, oh, the, the subjective spiritual experience, that is just meaningless dribble created by our monkey brains. And I thought that seems to really oversimplify for their liking. As, as people have these spiritual experiences that connect them with a higher purpose, calling or meaning, right? It alters how they see the world, where they feel more connected to everything in the world, and then it alters their decision-making in the process. It alters their decision-making. It alters how they operate in what we perceive to be what is. It operates in what science calls the objective world. Those subjective experiences of spirituality, meaning, and purpose end up altering our perception of what is, of what is observable. So fuck, this is one of those episodes, I don't know if I'm going to post it because I question if I'm making any sense at all or enough sense. So these spiritual experiences have people perceiving that they are tapping into a deeper part of reality. Again, it's not about if they actually are. Don't get stuck on that point. That's not the purpose of this episode. The purpose of this episode is contemplation. But damn, what if they are? You know, what if? What if, what if, what if? I'm curious how those profound experiences convince people to interpret science through a different lens. Those experiences where they perceive to, to tap into something more real makes people feel like they've tapped into something more intrinsic, an intrinsic part of reality, something that goes beyond the observable. So these connections to a more intrinsic experience that lead to subjective understandings of an individual's purpose and meaning for life, that can transform their entire lives, their sense of self, their desires, their relationships, their perception of being connected to reality. That's something we need to analyze. That's something I want to understand, that why that happens, what does that mean? Okay, so let me try to, let's try to weave this together here. So if you've accepted everything I put forward so far, or, or you at least get where I'm going. You don't have to agree with. I never want my audience to fully agree with me. I don't give a shit. Um, I want you to push back on me. Absolutely. Because that's how I that's how I learn. I get pushed, right? So I'm hoping this next part falls into place a little bit. So I'm trying to make the argument that we should consider why people with various experiences of life that are important. I'm talking about their spiritual experiences that people have. Those ones where they experience God. Oneness, Jesus, the Buddha, other dimensions, right? The astral plane, fucking aliens. 
Maybe, maybe it isn't some barbaric, crazy illusion, but maybe it's a fascinating insight or creative, or creative insight that can help us better understand ourselves and what is happening in the world. So I feel like we so easily, easily dismiss these experience of others because we believe, oh, that's not based in reality. Well, my wandering space creatures, what is reality? What are we building what we perceive to be reality on? Science admits we know a tiny sliver of what's going on. Those that have profound spiritual experiences, and especially those aided by psychedelics, understand the curious and endless rabbit hole that is the supposed reality. They alter your cognitive processing of the world, your lens, your belief structure. It alters your understanding of science and religion. That's my point. Something that just shatters everything you know. That's interesting to me. The spiritual experience is a certain higher state of consciousness that has many pers- and not, I'm not well, I hate using higher state of consciousness it may, and may, maybe it is actually higher I don't know it, maybe it's just different right but higher state let's say let's let's for today let's I don't want to unpack that too much let's just say higher state of consciousness a more commonly accepted term that has many perspectives throughout history that has altered the minds of millions of humans and I'm talking higher states of consciousness it can be, you know, through meditation or whatever. My point is these spiritual experiences have altered people's minds and has altered the minds of millions of humans. It guides us in profound ways. It gives us wisdom, which then leads people to go after knowledge in profound ways. Goes, it changes how people act. The key is to know there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge, or at least I, I see them that way. I see wisdom as as based on experience that leads to that understanding of life. You you have a profound experience and then you change your perspectives on life, purpose and, and meaning. But knowledge, knowledge is the thing that tries to make sense of what is reality. It tries to make sense of that meaning and stuff. It, it's gathering and trying to create this more per, different perception of truth than what your wisdom is. Your wisdom is kind of, to me, you're almost like, at least for me, I don't know if I should say this for everyone, but wisdom for me is kind of like this, this thing that tries to contemplate everything and remain curious to everything. But knowledge is a thing that tries to build truth upon, if that makes sense. So one is intrinsic while the other is extrinsic. The knowledge is extrinsic. The wisdom is intrinsic. So my closing question for you, does accepting this importance of the spiritual experience and how it changes your perception of what is reality does that make you want to understand those spiritual perspectives you dismiss or might dismiss? I'm not saying everyone does. I know I have a very large audience that's in the spirituality movement. Does it open you up to curiosity? Does it, does it tingle your wonder buttons? I know it does mine. <laughs> Hope that made some sort of sense this episode, this entire episode. So stay curious though and embrace the weird. And you know what? Peace out space travelers and get the fuck out of my labyrinth. Peace.